This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. There's a lot of things to share from this week's parasha. The first thing I want to discuss is we see in these, in these parashas of these weeks, we have the Shema. In last week's parasha, we have the first part of Shema. This week's parasha, we have the second part of Shema. And the parasha begins, V'hoya Ekev Tishma'on. Tishma'on is also a lesson of listening, a lesson of Shema. We all know that when a person says Shema, he's performing a mitzvah of accepting Hashem as a melech, of a king. In Hebrew, it's Kabbalat Olmach to Shemai. Accepting Hashem as the king, God's sovereignty in the world. We come into Rosh Hashanah soon. At Rosh Hashanah, we say, we pray in the prayer, that Hashem's malchus, Hashem's kingship, should be recognized by all, should be recognized everywhere. Kingship is something which is, at either, it, which is an everything or nothing situation. If one person in a kingdom rebels against the king, the king must put him to death. Because one person who is not together with the king, is not following the king, it topples the whole kingdom. When we talk about the kingdom of God, Hashem's kingdom has to go everywhere, has to reach everywhere, has to reach to every person, has to reach to every place. If there's a place in the world where God's kingdom is not recognized, there's something lacking in the general, in the whole picture of Hashem's kingdom. Umal his kingdom has to be by Kol be recognized everywhere by all. As we get closer to the revelation of Messiah, of Malach HaMashiach, the era of welcoming Mashiach is the era of revealing God's Malzah in the furthest and remote places possible. In places that nobody has ever, ever revealed it before. Every chose to realize that however far away he is, however low his heels he is, if he calls out to Hashem from that place, he is revealing Hashem's Malchus from that place that nobody else in the world has revealed. He is adding and he's putting the ice into Hashem's Malchus that nobody else has done in the world. This generation specifically is a generation that needs for every person from whichever place he is to reveal Hashem as the Malach, to reveal God's heavenly throne wherever he is. And that is the parasha of the, the tchelet, of the tzitzis, on all four corners. There's a thread of blue wall of tchelet on all four corners of the tzitzis, corresponding to the four corners of the world, corresponding to the most scattered Jew possible. And what is the, what is the color tchelet remind us of? It reminds us of, the Gemara says, it reminds us of the heavenly throne. It reminds us of Hashem's malchus, of Hashem's kingship. Hashem's kingship has to be recognized everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. We know that Don Amalek, King David, he had a lot of falls in his life. We pray on Sukkot. We should pick up the Sukkot's David, how they fell. It's the fallen, the fallen Sukkot of Don Amalek. Don Amalek had to go down. Wasn't that Don Amalek got some bit? Was somebody that had a lot of power, somebody that couldn't hold his back, couldn't hold back his lust, couldn't hold back his desires, God forbid. Don Amalek had to go down into every place where a Jew is going to fall, till the coming of Messiah. Any place that each and every one of us have been, Dovah was there. Dovah had to go there. Dovah didn't choose to go there. But Dovah had to be there because every Jew has to reveal God's mouth from that place. In other words, 
It's never a point where a Jew feels that he's too far away to reveal the Malchus of God. On the contrary, if he's so far away, nobody has ever revealed God to Malchus from that place. The Gemara tells us that Dolamela's legs were so holy that his legs were taken to Shul. His mind will tell him to go elsewhere, but his legs will carry him to Shul. Legs always correspond to the lowest, the lower part, the lower end, the slow part of the body. If the part of the body that's not part of the body. The deeper swell explained that the legs carry the body, but it's not really part of the body. The Zohar calls it the ban and goof, it's the outside. Which means the legs correspond to the part that a person feels out of it, completely out of it. Dorabala's legs, Dorabala brought every Jew, even the Jew that's a leg. The hero we're living today is called the heel, the acres of the Mashiach, the heel of Mashiach. And this Dorabala has been down here, and Dorabala is down here, and Dorabala wants to see every Jew from wherever he is turning to God and say, I'm accepting you, Hashem, from this place where nobody else has ever accepted you. And he has to realize that in the general picture of God's Malchus, of God's kingship, he just added on a new map to Hashem's Malchus that thousands of years have been waiting for. We are all a thread, we are all a blue thread. This is the beauty of Shmai Yisrael. That's when we close our eyes, doesn't matter where we are. We cover our eyes when we say Shema, it doesn't matter where we are. Every Jew is part of Hashem, every Jew is part of Hashem's Malchus. These are the parashas that we read at the end of the year. The end of the year means we're at the end. The Jewish people are at the end, which is really the beginning for us. In Judaism, when something ends, it marks the new beginning. And that's when this generation has seen the children over that didn't exist ever before. The children over is the moment everybody's coming back. Gentiles are coming back. Our brother-in-laws, the Diane and all of them, they're flooded with applications for Gerut, for Kalbonis. Because the Gerut has the sparks. Anybody that comes to God has the spark of Judaism inside it. Jews are coming back from the, the, the lowest places. They're calling out to God and say, Pull me, Hashem. Boshkeni, pull me. This is an unbelievable opportunity. When you call out to Hashem from a faraway place, according to Sukkim, I was warned not to speak only in English and not to say any words that people may not understand. But the Psukim, the verses in Tanakh are too beautiful. I would connect it emotionally to them, so I'm going to do that anyways. I'm not a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> the Pasuk says, Mirachok Hashem nearly from far, Mirachok from far away, Hashem nearly, and I love you, Hashem. An everlasting love. I want to tell you guys something. What's the difference between love and fear? When you're standing close to a king, you fear him. When you stand far away from something, you don't fear that. Fear is only from closeness. Love is the opposite. In English, there's a saying, absence makes the heart fonder. I know they say that in English. I don't know the language you speak in America. England, we speak English. Absence makes the heart fonder. Our comes from a feeling of far away. A Jew that feels that he's drifted away from God, in reality, has the greatest love, has the greatest love for Hashem. Hashem loves the love that we have for Him. 
Hashem created us in a way where a person has Eurydice, a person falls, a person goes far away, a person feels that he has distanced himself from God. You know why? Because Hashem wants to love. Hashem wants to love. Hashem wants us to turn to Him with love. And the further you are, the further away you are, deep inside you, the more you love Hashem, the more you're longing for Hashem. And there's a lot of people that are finding it hard to go back. All they need is something to show them it's not coming from a bad place. It's coming from a place of love. Hashem's arms are open. This is the generation of children. This is the generation of love. Why is everybody in the world talking about love? I'm talking about the non-Jews, the Gentiles. Why is everything love? Why is the whole world in love? Why does anybody talk about anything else other than love? Everything you see in the Gentile world is only a reflection of what's going on in the inside world. Because this is your reality and generation of love. Which love? Not the Hollywood love. The love that's a generation is the love that the Jewish people deep, deep inside them feel for God. It's the love of being so far away. It's the love of being after such a long exile. It's the love of growing up, not knowing very much. These are probably children that are coming back. They're all coming back out of fear of talking to so many of them. They're coming back because they feel they want to get closer to something. They feel there's something special. Every love that a person has in all of us is really in our Hashem. The Holy Baal Shem Tov revealed that any love that a person has is love for Hashem. There's a beautiful story. I mean, it's a beautiful ending. It's not such a beautiful story. But there's a story in the Gemara, Masechet Menachot, where the Gemara says that there was somebody that was looking and looking to have illicit relations and he was looking for a woman, women, that he heard about this beautiful woman who's he's gonna travel to the other end of the world. And he went all the way. And he had such Messiah at Lefesh to get there. And he gets into the throne and the Gemara tells over what this throne looked like and all of the nitty-gritty details. And he was about to commit this terrible act. And the Gemara says his sitzit slapped him across the face and he got a shock and he had a sudden hero chuga and he suddenly wanted to repent and the end of the story is beautiful he repented and she the non-Jewish world number one the word whatever you say it. I know the word in English I don't wish to use it she converted to Judaism. And all the money that she had earned from her kosher business, she wanted to give to Torah, furthering Torah education. And the Holy Tanayim said, now keep some for yourself and give it away. What exactly happened over here? What exactly happened? This is a story that the world is not a fairy tale. Why did the tzitzes hit him in the face? We said before that the tzitzes have four corners, represents a person that's so far away, scattered in the four corners. The tzitzes have the trailer, the thread, that's the heavenly throne. The tzitzes hit him, hit him means tzitzes shocked him. It reminded him from this place, from this situation that you're in. No one has ever turned to God, no one has ever shown love to God. From this place of illicit love, 
you suddenly felt that where is this love really rooted? Where? Where is this love really rooted? This love is rooted in Ahmad Hashem. The love, the lowest of the lowest love was suddenly transformed, wasn't even transformed, it went back to its root. To Ahmad Hashem. You couldn't go farther away from God than where he was. And he turned into such an Abbas Hashem that he could take this low, non-Jewish, Gentile woman and turn her into a convert. That's how powerful love is. And that's how powerful just channeling love in the right direction. This is a generation of love. Not because of Hollywood. This is a generation of love because it's a generation that's the furthest away. Because it's a generation that's going to see Mashiach. It's the furthest away. And the further back you go, the more you love. Mirachok Hashem, Mirachok Hashem, they will leave from far away Hashem be to me. Hashem is coming to us. Hashem is opening his arms. The Chimamon is mind boggling. I've asked so many about each other, what's going on? I have about children my share in Eshatarab. He's 39 years old. He was making fortunes in law. He lived in Florida, a penthouse. And he just came to Israel. And he got married. And he can't even, he feels he can't even practice law anymore. He just loves learning and he loves Torah and he loves Hashem. He loves the relationship with Hashem. It's a generation of real, real, genuine love for Hashem. Hashem is calling to all of us. Hashem is saying, if you turn around to me from the place that you're at, to the situation that you're at, you're revealing the Malchus, you're revealing the thread of Tchelis, you're revealing the heavenly throne everywhere. It's called Shuvah. Shuvah just means return. It's a wonderful opportunity. The further you are, the further away you are, the more love you have inside you. The more you're in love with Judaism, the more you're in love with Hashem. That's what it means by all your Akim in this week's parasha. Akim is the heel, it's right at the end. A Jew doesn't despair when he gets to the end. On the contrary. On the contrary. When he gets to the end, it means he's at the beginning now. Judaism is always, when you get to the end, you're always at the beginning. We're about to begin the beautiful era of the coming of Messiah. The end always joins the beginning. This is the year, this is the years where Hashem is calling to you and saying, jump on the bandwagon. We're about to begin. Everybody should feel that they can turn to Hashem. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Olekeinu, Hashem Echad. The Aleph is the oneness of God. And the Ches is the seven heaven, the one earth. Come all the way down. Dalet, the, the letter Dalet, that is four corners of the earth. We're seeing this before our eyes. Everywhere. There's people, Jews, coming back from everywhere. And seeing God's oneness from everywhere. This is the opportunity. Living a life that a Jew lives is finding Hashem in all situations. Turning all situations into opportunities to get close to Hashem. Rashi says at the beginning of the parasha, Rashi says, any kid refers to mitzvahs that a person lighter mitzvahs, smaller mitzvahs, mitzvahs that a person tends to step and tread on, lighter mitzvahs. 
Why is the Torah giving us the lighter mitzvahs? What do lighter, easier mitzvahs represent? There's a word I think from the Swasanas where he says, a lighter mitzvah is a mitzvah that's bordering on a mitzvah and not a mitzvah. It's just about a mitzvah, you can say it in English. It's just about a mitzvah. What's the importance and the significance of just about a mitzvah? The answer is just about a mitzvah brings the non-mitzvah and the mitzvah together. In reality, this world is Hashem, hearts, and loyal. In reality, we can see God. A person who's done a good eyesight can see God in everywhere where he goes. He can see Hashem in everything. Hashem wants us to turn our lives into mitzvot. You guys, a lot of you guys feel that mitzvahs are obligations. Mitzvahs is our connection to Hashem. We want to turn our lives into mitzvahs. We want to make non-mitzvahs into mitzvahs. Even the smallest mitzvah enables you. Takes you to a place where you, where you, where, you, where the mitzvah, no mitzvah, bump into bumper so that you can spill over and make your life into mitzvahs. You can make every movement, you can make every step of your life into a mitzvah. And that life is beautiful. It's not an obligation here, an obligation there. Do you know why people have difficulty in absorbing mitzvahs? Because the whole time, okay, I'm going to do a mitzvah. And then I go away, okay, I'm going to do another mitzvah. You know, it's like, it's like I used to tell guys in yeshiva that, you know, between the second state and the third, third state, the guys about to cool, they relax. You know, they're going to take a break. It's hard to come back. The guys who stayed in the Bismarck, they have the easiest because they're there. They don't have to go back. They don't pluck out. Judaism is not about switching out, switching in, switching out, switching in. You take life easy. It's good to work out, to go jogging. But if you can turn that into a mitzvah, I remember a guy once asked me, he used to go jogging every day. A guy in yeshiva. So I, I told him, you know what? You go jogging in Israel, in the streets. It's a kiddush Hashem to wear tzitzit. He said, tzitzit, I sweat. I won't be able to wear the tzitzit. I said, you know what? I'll chip in and we'll buy a pair of jogging tzitzit. And he wore a pair of jogging tzitzit. And he told me after the first day, people were staring at him. People said, wow. I didn't realize him that you can actually fulfill a mitzvah while you're jogging. Hashem enables us to turn our whole lives into mitzvahs. And it makes everything so rewarding. When you walk in the street with Hashem, you enjoy Hashem's company wherever you go. You're nice to people. These are all mitzvahs. These are all turning the world into mitzvahs. Esau couldn't have that. The first dialogue between Yaakov and Esau Esau says to me, I'm hungry. Pour some food down my throat. Feed me. You're not a zoo. But the Torah is saying that Esau, if it's a bit, I'll do it. But my day-to-day life, totally disconnected. Yaakov Avino took the whole world, I mean the whole world, took his whole life, made his whole life into a mitzvah. And that's the beautiful life that he led. He didn't have to all the time go in, go out, cock in and cock out. He was in. And it's such a meaningful life. There are people you ask them, how many mitzvahs have I This mitzvah, I do that mitzvah, for this command, for that command. You can, you, can, you can fill a whole book at the end of the day. If you turn your life, you turn your life, that's a mitzvah kala. It's only a mitzvah kala that teaches you how you can take so many different types of experiences in life 
and lift them and elevate them and turn them into positive experience. This is what we're learning from this week's parashat. Hashem should help us. Hashem should help all of you. This is a beautiful opportunity. What Eishel Chaim is doing over here is, it's not just, it's not just throwing mitzvahs at you. It's teaching you a life of happiness, a life of tranquility, a life of connection, a life where you feel, wow, it's just so good, it's so enjoyable to be a Jew. It's not just the tefillah and Shabbos. It's the way of talking, it's the way of acting, it's the way of living your lives. It's Chaim, it's Eishel Chaim. It's the way to live your lives. It's just a beautiful life. It's a beautiful life where you feel connecting and connecting and connecting in everything that you do it. And this is what's called real Malkus. That's why it's Shema. In Shema we read them. B'shep the Chabba Bissat, you're sitting in your house. B'lach the Chabba there, you're traveling on a journey. B'shachlucha, you're lying down in bed. And you're getting up. Turn your whole life. Turn your whole life into closer to Hashem. And then it's, you don't feel the obligations of mitzvahs. On the contrary, I'm looking for opportunities. I'm looking for opportunities of connection. It's such a beautiful life. It's a guaranteed beautiful life. Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zorza to live this life and the Mitzvah Hashem to do a Chubash Liba and to Mitzvah Hashem come back and welcome, welcome the Shiach Tukeno. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.